Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. And welcome along to the show. It's extra time. Eight minutes past uh, five o'clock, and uh, Sangi and Lowy both in the studio. What a wonderful view we've got out of, of the oh, town. Excellent, this isn't it? That's a proper um, sunset, isn't it? Right over the top of where all the lights glistening away. Proper red sky at night. Uh, if you've never been up the Radio City and City Talk Tower, you can do. They've got tower tours up here. Uh, just choose a good night or a good morning because you get the best views. <laughs> how, how are you two? Because. Uh, well, he looks a bit miserable to me today. No, I'm a bit tired <laughs> today. My little girl went well last night and being on the couch duty with her all day today, Steve, so... OK. Well, Super dad today. We need good, a bit of stick flying in on Twitter. That'll liven them up. Come on. Yeah, yeah, a bit of blue get, talk get me, tonight. Get That'll get liven them up. Get, get them fired up, yeah. Please do. At City Talk 105 now, we'll read all of your uh, your tweets out, nice or not. Um, <laughs> obviously, some words... <laughs> <were>. some words <laughs> for you. It's been 50-50 for a few weeks. We just heard Becky say in the news, then, that the uh, the referee for the... The Merseyside derby has been announced. Martin Atkinson, and we all seem to take much more interest these days, don't we, into, into who's refs. refereeing a game. Atkinson sent off Jack Rodwell, 2000. But you know what? It, it shouldn't be, should it? It should be about Liverpool and Everton. Simple as. The referee, you know, he's... No disrespect to us as the station, but he's getting headlines. You know what I mean? Is he going to get headlines next week on the on the, on the Wednesday not, morning? Mate, hey. You know, hopefully it's just the two teams, you know, best team win. But for me, the, the refs are just... I've got to be careful to say, but they're up and down so much is, is unbelievable. And, you know, he's probably getting all this limelight now. And he'd be thinking, oh, yeah, I might make a little mad decision on, on Tuesday night at Anfield. <laughs> and, you know, I'll get more people on me back. And for me, it's just got to be a bit of consistency going on. Yeah, yeah. he sent Sotirios Kyriakos and Stephen Pienaar off the year before that one with, with Jack Rodwell. But I think if you look at his history, he's been OK for Liverpool. I'm not sure how he's done for Everton in their games. <laughs> yeah, <that's> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I would say is we do talk about the refs before games, don't we? And and I would imagine in the build-up to the commentary, you'll get Sharpie and Aldo, who'll spend at least 30% <laughs> of that time talking about whether he's any good well, or not. Well, no one Sharpie's a do. He, he used to, uh, uh, well, let's just say refs weren't his favourite people. Sharpie used to, uh, I love a good moan at a ref, Sharpie. Love it. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tune in to, to listen to his comments about Atkinson. But I think Martin Atkinson is, is one of the weaker refs out there, Steve, me. Do you? Yeah, I think he's a weak ref. What yeah, makes I think a good ref? Character-wise, I think he's weak. I think I think a referee's got to be really confident in in, in, in his own skin. I think he's got to be firm and fair. Mm. I think I, I think a, what makes a good ref for me is some how they talk to the players, how they handle a game, how they handle the big characters on the pitch. You know, will will, will they make? Key decisions, you know. So, sometimes, you know, over the years, you've seen referees bottle certain decisions at certain grounds under certain managers. You know, I'm, uh, maybe an old retired Scottish fella used to get looked after more than he possibly should have done because I think refs were genuinely scared of the ear bashing they were going to get at the end of the game or in the press front. So, but I think Martin Atkinson's one of the weaker weaker ones character-wise um, from what I've seen of him. Um, I, I, you know, and in a game of that magnitude and particularly this season, given what both clubs are striving for and the starts they've had. Um, then I think uh, I think you'd, you'd fancy a bit of a stronger character, but yeah. who knows? You listen, you might yeah, get it right on the night. Yeah, it might be one of them know. games, like we might it where it's where it just ebbs and flows, I was speaking, and the ref's not involved. I was speaking to Mike Dean coming into our place. He was there last week, and he, I goes in. I said, Mike, you must be the best prem, uh, the best ref in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, oh, I don't know about that. I've got Leeds and. Um, they have to do the end? Leeds and it Leicester was tomorrow. And Leicester, yeah, it was. You know, it's a big game, isn't it? They need a Premiership ref for that, but. He can't referee these games, can he? Because he's from over the world. 
And I just generally believe he is one of the best. He's had me a few times, and, you know, we had us a QPR away last year in the M- MK Dons uh, FA Cup. And, you know, he has a little bit of banter. He says it how it is. You've you seen a couple of weeks ago, there was loads of things going around on on um, Twitter where he's gone like, ah, he's turned his head. He's let the ball play brilliant, give them advantage. I think it was Swansea, and he's just lost the ball. But he can't bring it back because he's five or six seconds into it. And I thought, you know what, that's excellent play. And people like him, these refs need to be looking a bit like him. You know, should be monitored, the best referees throughout the a month of, of, of referee the best game so like to the derby whether it was Mike Dean obviously he can't do it because he's, mm. he's a local referee but I think he should be monitored like you know the way they have like player of the month he should have like referees of the Refer- month, so the, of the month not, yeah. not so much of the, but it, it may give them a little bit of oh yeah you know what I mean I've just got an, a little bit of an accolade for that to, to you know to keep persevering with what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> letting, letting it flow, not throwing yellow cards out left, right and centre, instead, you know. Howard Webb used to be the best for me, but he's gone off the boil I now. I think he's last him. Was Webb in charge I've never of, rated uh, of Chelsea United yesterday, was he? I, I can't no, remember. It was, uh, no, he was, it was uh, the big chunky Phil Dowd, it was. Well, Dowd made a terrible decision, didn't he? I mean, he he, he cowered it out of a, a decision that the Senate Raphael. offered Raphael because Vidic got his marching orders for what should have just been a caution, surely, but Raphael's yeah. was... Was definitely a red card in the game, wasn't Joke, it? Joke that can break someone's like that. That's what I'm saying. So th- that's that's the type of thing I'm saying is, you know, if that was a, a Norwich player who'd have done that tackle, I guarantee you Phil Dowd would have sent him off. You know, th- that, and that's me. That's the di- what, what what is the difference though? No difference. You know what I mean? Like, but in the referee's mind, he's getting more stick off a off a Moyes or you know or a Mourinho, depending on who he's going to give a decision against. Whoever, him. Of course, he should. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I honestly think that that plays on it because if it didn't play on referee's minds, why isn't he sending him off? It must do. As I said, if that was Johnny Owson from Norwich City or I don't know some some yeah. kid from Fulham, he's gone. Yeah, that, that came too soon after the Vidic incident for him, didn't it? So he, he was trying to weigh things up. Uh, if it's a sending off, you've got to do it, haven't That's you? what I'm saying about well, a strong you, character. Just get it done. Yeah, in the derby, uh, there's, there's likely, I'm not saying it's definitely, but there's likely to be two or three really strong challenges. Bump, bump, bump in the game. If, he'd, if the ball sending yeah. off, three players have got to go. It's well, as simple well, as well, that. if he sent him off, well, how long was got to go there? It was after the um, Vidic, so it was, what, five minutes to go? Yeah, it was close to the He'd have got better thought of for sending him off because he'd have thought, well, United players have lost their head there, so that's mm. why he ends up sending two off, Vidic yeah. and then Raphael. So he's got an escape clause straight away. He hasn't got an answer yeah. to no one. He could have just went to Moyes, hang on a minute, you should have sorted your players out in that pitch because their heads had gone, and that's why he went, and that's why he went, end of conversation. But they don't do it, do they? It's not as easy as that because it's a split-second thing as well. But for me, it makes it worse when I, I was looking on the sky today and you've got, um, is it Dermot, um, Dermot Gallagher? Gallagher yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. sitting there with a nice suit on, <laughs> shaving head, specs <laughs> on now, and he's going, well, well the letter of the law. It was a sending <laughs> off, but he, he, just missed, he just missed it and didn't want to get, well, hang on a minute, mate, you're not supporting your referees, your colleagues there, you're just bang, <laughs> knives in the back. But as I say, for me, that they're, they're getting worse and there's only... There's only a select few out there, but I just hope Martin Atkinson come Tuesday night, make the right decisions as a football, you know, for the football and person as in the, the, the two teams, because otherwise he'll just spoil it. I still, I still wonder of the day, and I know, and I know, and I know the sort of reaction this might get from the current professional football fraternity, footballer fraternity, is I, I wonder of the day, and I hope to see the day that ex pros are paid substantial money to referee, to because you know you look at the Premier League referees now, and and they're getting seventy, eighty, hundred grand a year to do it. They get mega money for a tournament. You know, it's a decent living, but the, the, you can't replace actual on, you know, sort of 
on hands, if you like, hands-on uh, experience of the game. You know, yeah. being in the mix of it, under that pressure, under the floodlights, big crowds, pressure for points every week, fighting for your for your livelihoods and stuff like that. I wonder whether we'll see the day because you look at the, the amount of money the Premier League players earn, Steve. Now, and you've got lads who are earning seventy, eighty grand a year, governing. Mm. That 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 level of the game. Why not pay ex pros, ex players, half a million quid a year? Because in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing. But get ex pros and players because it's gonna t- it's gonna be a big amount of money that would tempt them. Because you know, you speak. To, if I said to Lowy, would you fancy being a ref? Seventy grand a year. You go, you have a laugh. No, but do you know what? On that, we've, you spoke about that before. I think they should. And, why why know, wouldn't they give them well, big money? Right, to it's do it's it? probably not, not fair on the referees now who've come in and like to, you know, Dowd and Atkinson and you know people like that, who are Mike Dean who've been in it for years and years to get to the top level. Which yeah, yeah. It Listen, probably would hard, be, I'm not the, yeah, the kind of it's an hard route for refs. These to get players know. If someone turned around to me and said to me, "Lowy, right, I can fast track you from whatever whether you wanted to be a ref or coach, whatever it would would be." And you're refereeing a Premier League in two to three years' time. You go, hang on a minute. And they're saying to you, yeah, you're going to be getting, or it might be different at our level, you're going to be getting between 100 and £200,000 a year. Well, why not? You know the game. You've seen it. You've been in tackles. You've had yellow cards. You've had red cards. You've had missed time challenge. You know a missed time challenge. You know a yellow card. You know a red card. You know a little con as well. A con. Sometimes it's just a bit... So we haven't got any in the in the we championship, got, no, the Premier League, League One, League Two. No, there there isn't one form of player. You have to start. You have to start okay. off in, from from Sunday League football, which everyone has to start somewhere. But I think people it's who were talking that, about you say you've played in the Premier right. League because you only have to look at the money they're earning now on the TV and the radios and the comments. They're getting mm. bundles of money for it. So to go and take a bit of stick off ex fellow pros. That, you know, it's got to be worth the while. Definitely. Do you know what, though, Lowe? I, I honestly think the referees thing, I think the credibility of refereeing would go up with the players. Yeah. If you turn round, for example, and I was stood there refing, you might think, well, yeah. I can't say to Sangi what I said to the fellow last week. Mm. Who's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a different... Because we slaughter them now because they've never played, and we oh, what does he know? Oh, he's missed that. Mm. Oh, it's a joke, blah, blah, blah. If it's, I don't know, some top player, ex top Premier League player, you're less likely to <laughs> to turn around and slaughter. Imagine trying to slaughter Tommy Smith. Okay, well, <laughs> this is a good question. We're going to have to take mean? a break, but perhaps uh, out there, if you think there's a, a player who should be uh, a referee now, um, whoever it might be, yeah, well, Carlton well, Palmer. Yeah. Danny well, Murphy. Yeah. Try telling Roy Keane to... Razor Ruddock. Try telling Roy Keane or someone like that. Who would you like to see him black yeah, in the middle of the, the, the pitch? Someone, yeah. someone who's a bit nasty and... Come on, know, give us imagine, some ideas out there. And, and not on a materialise on a piss because I couldn't, but imagine you'd have a little bit of respect, you I would. think. Of course you would. OK, we're going to have a short break. We'll team up uh, with Alan Irwin, who's at the Hawthorns next. He'll be giving full commentary of West Brom against Everton. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to the show. 24 minutes past uh, 5 o'clock. We should mention at 6 o'clock uh, the brilliant Jim Boardman will be in with Dave Downey because uh, our friend Neil Atkinson has torn his cruciate ligaments. So he'll, he hasn't really. Do, he'll be back next what? week. He'll oh. be back next week. I'm sure he will. Just trying to ham it up for him a bit. Um, it's just like replacing Lucas with Joe Allen. So that, that's what you'll get from 6 o'clock. Dave Downey and, uh, and Jim Boardman, which will be a brilliant listen from them. Let's uh, team up with our man at the Hawthorns. Big Alan Irwin is there and ready to uh, to start his commentary three hours early. Hi, Al. I wouldn't like to start it now. This place is in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just quickly, we were talking about um, players who make good refs. Mick says Duncan Ferguson. Lewis says Ian Goodison. Wouldn't take any stick. Uh, is that right? 
Would Joey Bob. He'd fall asleep, good, not he? <laughs> good, he'd let everything go yeah. like that, tackle him round the tackle neck, man. Round the neck, man. <laughs> Dunny says, Robbie Savage. Don't know about any of those. Joey Barton. Any, uh, Joey? <laughs> Joey <laughs> Barton. Yeah. Joey's got his head screwed on, hasn't he? Well, how would Sharpie be as a ref, Al? Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> could, could he get around the pitch? He'd be moaning at himself, Al, wouldn't he? He, he certainly would. No, Sharpie <laughs> couldn't be a ref. No would he, way. Would he fail the fitness test? <laughs> he might do th at this moment in time, yeah. No, Sharpie couldn't be a ref. How about someone like Phil Jagielka? He'd have a laugh and a joke with you as well, wouldn't he? That's yeah. it, uh, yeah. yeah you need that type of character, yeah, Definitely. but we're talking about paying them half a million quid. <laughs> Give them a load of money, Al, and, and make it a, a proper profession for ex-players. Well, the problem with the ex-players nowadays, they don't need the money. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, isn't it? This is it. You know, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. What about tonight, our massive chance for Everton, this, given um, Liverpool's slip-up this weekend? Massive chance indeed, yeah. I didn't expect Liverpool to slip up, I have to say. Um, watched the game on, on Saturday evening and I, I think in the end they were lucky to get a point, weren't they? Because uh, Villa could have been three or four up at the end of the first half. But yeah, it's an opportunity for Everton, got to take it. And let's face it, Everton have done so well away from home this season. Uh, maybe could have won the, the odd one more than they have, but you know they're very capable of coming here and uh, working a victory against a, a West Brom side who no doubt will be up for it because you've got the, the new manager effect, haven't you? So. Yeah. Yeah. I still fancy Everton, though, I have to say. Good. And Elka playing, Al? I think he'll have to, won't he? Because they're so short up front. Uh, Shane Long's gone. Uh, Victor and each of his injured. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he hasn't done a lot for them no, since his yeah. £6 million arrival. Oh. Great money that was for Everton Football Club, Not I have to say. Um, so I think Anelka will have to play, despite the furore that's um, you know circulating around the Hawthorns with the sponsors. Um, you, you know, you drive to the ground here and the sponsor's name is all over it. And yeah. they are pulling the plug at the end of the season. Now, that's going to cost them a fair few million pounds, and they're now in the process of seeking a new sponsor, uh, which ain't easy, is it? Uh, no. no. That's a cheap way out, though, for me, isn't it? They've pulled that for a simple reason. They haven't pulled because of the gesture, what the, um, Anelka's done. They've pulled because of money, money problems, yeah, I mean, I think. they well have been thinking of pulling yeah, the plug definitely. anyway. But, um, yeah. Al, is, is Stones going to be playing tonight? I would think if Jaggy, if a uh, distance fit, then Jaggy Elka and Distan play because they're your first choice yeah. pairing, aren't they? So you know they've proved it over the years, haven't they? You know, yeah, season in, season out. John Stones, great, nineteen-year-old lad, but y you're not going to pick him at this stage ahead of the experience of Jackson Distan. So uh, I would think distance fit, he plays. Just want to talk a bit about Leighton Baines because uh, there's quite a bit in the press this afternoon saying that Everton are on the verge of getting him to sign this mm. new extended contract, lots of cash. Mm. Uh, you first, Sangi. I think all of us around this table are probably pretty surprised that that move to Manchester United, which we maybe thought was imminent, might never ever happen for the player now. Probably won't happen for him. I don't think it can, unless there's there's an agreement now that sort of to pacify the fans till the summer. Leighton Bain signs his new contract. He sees out the rest of the season. Everything quietens down whilst Everton are embarking on this European push. Because you don't want anything upsetting the apple cart on a European push, Steve, dear. So fans are getting a little bit fractious, which I think they have been with, with the lack of news, particularly given the statements coming from the club in the summer. I think you've got to get that one done. And if they pay him another 10, 20, 30 grand a week for the time being, given that he'll be a 20 to 30 million pound transfer would have thought it's not much in the grand scheme of things to keep the the, the, the European challenge right on right on track for me. Hello, are you surprised? We talked about no. this at a length, haven't I, we? I'm, in the, I'm, in the I'm not surprised at all. I, for one, I think Baines is obviously the top-notch player, and I don't think you want to leave Everton. I remember doing a piece with him a few years ago, a Christmas special. He loves the place, and you know, I think that the 
the lad now, he's thinking, well, as Sengi's saying, he's on this European push, whatever, wants to get there. The philosophy Martinez has installed in all of them. It's, yeah. it's total football. It's great to watch. Along the red, it's nice to see Everton doing well and Liverpool doing well, mm. fighting for it. It should be the way City and Manchester United were last season and the season before last, you know, when City nicks it on the last day of the season. What a great achievement that would be for the City. And I think with Baines, for me, at this moment in time, it hurts me at times to say, but Everton, United are, are far away from Everton at this moment in time. Whether that continues, I don't know. But for one, I can't see Moyes being there in 18 months' time. So if Baines goes and signs a four- or five-year contract at Manchester United and someone comes in who doesn't like Baines, well, guess what? He's, what, 28, 29 now? He's, he's 29, like 29. Baines, he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench at 30, 31 yeah, years there, of age. There's a reason also, uh, Sangi, why you wouldn't get... 20 to, I don't think you would get 20 to 30 million pounds for Baines because he's 29. Mm. I, I, defenders don't command that type of money, no. do they? Goal scorers do. Yeah. Van Persie's and your Rooney's would. And the age doesn't matter at that. But I think, really? I think the maximum Everton would probably get for Baines is around about 15 million. 15 million. Yeah. And, and it's pointless Everton taking 15 million pounds. They've just pointless, done great yeah. business, as you've just said. And each to be 6 million pounds. Yelovich, mm. total. The, you know, there's rumours at 7, 7.5 million pounds. Well, mm. for him, yeah. You know, there's a lot of money just there. I, in, go off, there. I, I was just going off my. I know, with Leighton Baines, when he was interested in Bayern Munich some years ago, they mm. were talking £25 million. Pounds. That was the figure that was mooted. Yeah. And he wasn't England's number one left-back. He's now mm. England, for me, he's firmly and squarely England's number number one choice left-back. He's 29, so he's, he's more experienced. He's coming off the back of two phenomenal seasons, in my mm. opinion. He's a fit lad. He's a fit kid, so 29 is, is, is the old 26. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, just a few, but listen, who knows? Let's just hope for, for Merseyside football and most importantly Everton's sake that, that the lad stays and, and, and keeps his talent on Merseyside, that's what I'd like to see anyway. Yeah, I, I would as well, and uh, I think it's a difficult one for him because, you know, you, you take up Lowy's point there, you know, Manchester United might not be playing European football no. next season, which was unthinkable, yeah. you know, this time last year, wasn't mm. it? So, is know, is that what's that influenced that him, Al? Is it, it, oh, it do you think that is actually what's happened in the past couple of months? Has to be, it has to be, because, uh, you know, the pinnacle of any top footballer's career now is Champions League football. Yeah. So Definitely. that has to be a major influencing factor for a player. How do you think Fellaini will be feeling if Everton finish in the top four and United finish seventh? <laughs> Is he still playing Fellaini? <laughs> well, he's another oh, one. He's, he's giving some exclusive slaughter down at Chibi. He's having a pop of Fellaini now. <laughs> he's got an arm injury. Which oh, I love playing it. with his feet. It's <laughs> incredible. Well, he plays with his arms, doesn't he, on his head? Yeah, exactly. His elbows are killing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if David Moyes was credited with Everton keeping their best player? <laughs> Moyes is bad performance yeah. at Manchester United yeah. actually <laughs> do you know what helps Everton keep their very best it's, player it's, it's a weird one isn't it because I, so, loads of Evertonians who are my mates I speak to not wanting to fail but you know, although everyone says, oh, he's done a great job at Everton, but what, what great job did he do? You know, uh, kept a massive when club got in the Martinez or, I don't know, say another young manager who's, I don't know, ever allowed up or someone, mm. if they'd have gone and got someone like him three or four years ago, instead of sticking with Moyes all the time and everyone saying, oh, we need to keep Moyes, we can't let him go, he's played them well, by the way, because for me, they could have done, got rid of him a few years ago. And who's to say Everton wouldn't have been in the top four for the last couple of seasons with he's, a new manager. Well, he's quickly forgotten now, isn't he? Oh, Let, yeah. Let's face yeah. it, well, everyone's looking at fickle Roberto. football, you're quickly forgotten. Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. You know, the, is there any great legacy that, that's been left there that people, that fans are looking at now? Or is it, it's all about Roberto, isn't it? To, of course, yeah, because Roberto t makes substitutions to, to win games. 
you know, loads of other Tonys I speak to, oh, they're made up with me. He'll make a sub to time in a game where yeah. Moyes will think, you know what, 60 minutes gone, I'm just going to play for a draw here, and he'll put another defender on, or put an old midfielder on, take a striker off, whatever it may be. That That's not the way he's been playing football, no, he, especially Moise, at home, is it? Moyes would set his team out. Generally, I got the impression not to lose a game. Definitely. Whereas... Martinez sets his team out to win a yep. football match. Yeah. Massive difference in mentality, yeah. that though, Al, isn't it? And Manchester United probably think they've got the wrong man now. Yeah. Ma- Martinez maybe was the man that should... Just, just on that, just on that, Al, how long do you think they've got? He's got United. Moyes? At United, yeah. Well, the big factor will be again that European football because yeah. it, it's massive for a club like Manchester United and it is pretty unthinkable so I, if they I'll do give not this qualify for Europe uh, I, I think they'll certainly give them obviously to the end of this season but if yeah. they don't qualify for Europe then the, the attraction of Manchester United becomes less and less to, to players and, mm-hmm. and then you start that spiral of falling behind and you know we have saw, saw it with Liverpool over the years and, and now they're trying to climb back into Champions yeah. League football and you're able to attract the top class footballers so I, I, I still think he, he, he would be given at least until sort of um, Christmas time of next year Yeah, Al, Al's not been asked to go and stand outside Old Trafford in his Sky Sports coat yet <laughs> so uh, there'll be a point as he gets that call, we we all know it's on the on the turn. <laughs> Just on the team front, um, there's this uh, idea of is it Lasana Traore uh, yes, coming on loan fr- from Monaco. Yes. Now he's a, he's a big player. Everton play with <laughs> two monsters up front. Could they play with two? With you know the likes of Lukaku and Traore together? It doesn't seem in keeping with the Roberto Martinez philosophy when you, you talk about a six foot eight inch striker. But um, I've not seen a lot of him. I have to say, but uh, I mean he's only just arrived at Monaco, and now they're going to farm him out on on loan. But um, you know he, he was doing the business with Anzi over in in Russia. He scored was it twelve goals in twenty four appearances. So you know. A plan B, but you need yeah. to add strength. I, I don't care, you know, what anyone says. Well, do you know general, what? You do, it, need, you do need more. It makes sense, then, um, Al, doesn't it? If they've got McGeady in, and they've mm. got him in, and McGeady likes to cross a ball, six foot eight, I don't think you can miss him, can you? <laughs> so, you, you know, fair play to Martinez. He's looking at different plans, and as I say, he's probably got his plan A, football, total football, work, mm. work people off the pitch, and, you know, get into some shooting opportunities and cross in the box, and... Now, his plan B could be as McGeady going down one wing to cross some balls to the other and mm. pushing Baines on even to left side of midfield to cross some balls for, yeah. for this new Traore. So well, it would certainly indicate that the Postolos is probably he? not going to get The coaching manual out there, I'll just see. <laughs> <laughs> Big men don't always work. Uh, across Birmingham, uh, is it Nikola Zigic? Nikola Zigic, yeah. Didn't quite happen, and, and he was paid an awful lot of money. He's still there. Is he? Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's struggling uh, in the championship okay. as well. We're going to leave you out. Before we go, uh, your favourite thing about the Hawthorns, Al? Um, actually, the commentary position is quite nice. You get lots of room up here, don't you? So it's it's not too bad up here on the gantry. They moved the press room. Um, the food lake. It's it's okay actually. It's not <laughs> bad. The press room is quite quite large now, so they've they've moved it from where it was last season. You know, have you been this season, Steve? No. Uh, no. no, a couple no. of weeks. I was trying to think oh, when yes. that was. It, yeah. It's their next home Premier yeah, League abso- game. Yeah, absolutely. You'll be here. Well, they've moved the press room again, so it's, when you get the top of the stairs, turn left instead of turning right now. So Good pies there. Uh, good, night. <laughs> good night, Al. <laughs> and, that, uh, a Lukaku hat-trick against his old club. That'll do nicely. <laughs> Big Al. Cheers, Al. Cheers, Al. Miss him and miss out tonight. Seven o'clock. Oh, yes. Al and, Al and Sharpie on it. Um, we're going to have a break. We'll talk a bit about Tranmere Rovers. Uh, it was another tough weekend for them. We'll also talk... Uh, 
Liverpool as well, and that Luis Suarez incident. That's up next on Extra Time. Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back. Uh, 5.41, and a couple of you on the uh, the Twitter with your thoughts. Chris Redmond talking about refs. Shouldn't the conversation be about players, managers respecting the refs more so they don't feel pressured? And there's a few of you wanting to know uh, Lowy's thoughts about the signing of Cassidy, who's arrived from Wolves. Uh, so a return for uh, Cassidy, uh, Jake Cassidy to Tranmere Rovers. Abigail says, uh, how do you feel about the news? And do you think it can work together as well as that? Alan says, Lowy and Cassidy up front uh, for Tranmere. That looks a fantastic uh, prospect. Well, obviously Ronnie's been busy in the in the transfer market, trying to wheel and deal. What does it, what does it mean for Tranmere, Lowy? Yeah, it obviously means, a, you know, an extra body in there. You know, we have a... A few strikers in the team of late, and you know, young Coles come on and done well. But look, you know, I've only seen Cass play a few times. He scored a lot of goals there last season on loan. He's a good lad, and you know, he's obviously going to help us out. I'm not too sure what the formations or what the gaffer's got in, in mind. Obviously, you know, he has been looking for a striker to for me to partner up front with, and. No, but look, it's it's one of them. He's going to come in. The fans know him. He knows the club. So hopefully we can just gel together. I think, you know, not blowing my own trumpet, but I think, you know, when you're playing with a quality player and there's quality players in the round, you just gel anyway for people asking what you think. And look, it, it's football. You'll gel together. Two good footballers always work well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. We'll obviously be working with him this week in training. And, we'll, you know, there'll be a few things I'd like him to do and there'll be a few things he'd like me to do. So we'll talk about it. We'll... You know, hopefully we can get a few goals as well as, you know, as a team, you know, consolidate together. And you know, as long as we can keep some, you know, clean sheets over the next few weeks and get the goals, then we, we should hopefully be OK. It's all about the manager doing his business and understanding who he wants to, to bring in. Now, look, I, I don't see Tranmere week, in, week out, but I know you score a ton yeah. of goals for them. <laughs> um, is, it, is it almost, if you compare it to Liverpool and the Suarez effect, you and Cass, you're going to have to score more goals because you are conceding goals this season? Yeah, well... The, the gaffer's stressed to us, you know, and he's stressed loads of times in the press and whatnot that, you know, you can't... Even even a Sunday league level when I used to play that and Saturday football, you can't give teams two or three goal starts because you're never going to win 4-3. It just doesn't happen unless you, you know, I don't know, unless you get a mighty bit of luck and you get two cents off or whatever. And then even then, it's even harder when you're down, when the opposition's down to nine or ten men. So... You know, it, it is tough, but look, if we've worked ever so hard on, on a defensive shape every day, it, it works every single day. The goals we can see of late, like the Saturdays, were, you know, the, the, the goals that you think, well, they can be avoided. It's probably maybe a lack of concentration, you know, lack of ability, lack of quality maybe, you know, lack of thought. Like, it, it could be any of these things, and, you know, the gaffer stresses this to the players all the time, and it's just where we are at the moment. We're where we are for a reason, because obviously we've shipped a load of goals, and... Like we've scored a few goals, but you, you can't go keep conceding goals the way we have been. And I think that the good thing is with it, the goals we're conceding, they're not goals where you think they, they can be avoided if you like. They're not goals where you think oh, you couldn't do nothing about that because if someone puts one in the top stanchion from thirty yards, you can't do simply you can't do nothing. I've done it for Chris Lyons when we played Paul Vale at home. We were brilliant. They had a man sent. Oh, we had a man sent off early on, and we think oh, we'll take a draw. Ben's one in the top corner. They're the things you can't do nothing about. But I think we can learn from our little mistakes. And we've been saying it all season. And hopefully now we consolidate, you know, consolidate at the back and right the way through the team. And and we win as a team and lose as a team. You're probably surprised that you're what in the bottom four and a point off the bottom. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I'm gutter to be honest with you Steve because we've even though we've been out of it now to be in it, it it gives me and hopefully gives the rest of the lads which I know it will a bit of 
you know, this can't happen again. You know, I, I've got a thing on my phone. It's like a screenshot of his rock bottom. And it gives me, like, I look at that and think, you know what, that's where I don't want to be, because I don't. And it's not just rock bottom, it's four from bottom, so any of them four, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I didn't come to Sammy Rovers Football Club to be fighting relegation. I come to push on up the leagues and try and get in the playoffs and whatnot. Obviously, that's not going to happen at this moment in time, but, you know, as long as we all stick together and work hard, I'm sure we'll we'll get ourselves out of this little rut we're in. Sangi, you're looking at the league table there. Uh, Trammy, the teams around them at the moment, do, yeah. do you see enough quality in the in the Rovers' side to actually, you know, make the difference in the coming months? 100%. 100% there's enough quality in there. I, I, I always speak about um, personnel gelling, Steve, and I know there's been a lot of changeover, and you look now, you're just open now that the Gaffer and, uh, and Johnny Mack are going to get look at the squad and go, OK, certain lads have had good runs in the side, the form of late hasn't been fantastic. With Cassidy coming in now, <clears throat> do they go 4-4-2 where they've gone 4-3-3 or 4-5-1 or whatever they've gone in, in, in other games? It's just finding that little that little spark, isn't it? And I think that's the thing, is it's absolutely the confidence around if you're a player and you see a bit of a change or constant change it can be quite unsettling but I think it, it's had to be like that and I think the players accept the manager and, uh, has had to make those decisions because the form's been a, a little bit up and down but once you get that form there's enough quality in there and there's enough talent and enough desire backing, the, backing them lads up to pressure the lads in the shirt to get them firing on all cylinders so for me I mean look, let's put it into context Sheffield United and Bristol City, two massive budgets in the division, and Tranmere Sandwich between the them two. Two of the biggest. You know, so in terms of their budget, which would be the worst in the league, probably by a bit of a weight. I mean, Cruz won't be great as well, and, and Carlisle's Oldham's won't be great, Shrewsbury's not great, whatever. But, you know, around and about them, there's two massive clubs there struggling. So when you put it into context, Tranmere are doing half decent, but here's the thing they've got more than enough, Steve. If they get that little bit of um, sort of consistency with the, the side, the mm. first 11, they've got more than enough, trust me. Me more than it's crew next, isn't it? Your former side. Yeah. Do you crew know what? How big a game's that? Though? Well, they're two from bottom, aren't they? How big a game's that? It's a six Massive pointer early on. You, you Probably biggest game of the season, Lowy. Well, it, it is, yeah. And you wouldn't have thought you'd be looking, thinking, oh, well, it's a six pointer on, on, you know, on the in January, twenty third or whatever it may be of. Um, of January, it just doesn't happen. But look, we know we, we, we've got a fight in our hands, and as Sangi said, I think we've got more than enough. I, I, I do generally believe. If whether the, the new owners, who, you know, if they're taking over or when they're taking over or whoever it may be, the current owner, the chairman, mm. you know, whoever it may be to, to give the gaffer a little bit of help and getting an extra couple of bodies in. And the extra couple of bodies for me would be, would be um, experience. Mm. Because I just think, you know, we need it. We've, we've got it, we've got it, but I think you need a little bit more of it. You know, we, our team on Saturday, I think we had about seven young 19-year-olds in the squad. Was there? And we were looking around, you're like... And in that sort of division, it's, well, it's impossible look, to compete you know, with that. Yeah, it is because, yeah, look, you can have the quality, but you've got to have the nouns as well, you know. Sangi's got young lads and he's probably been out on loan at clubs and you know, I've played with young lads, I've been a young lad myself. You've got to have this little bit of knowledge in, in terms of, i.e., you know, you can't be trying to do cruise on the edge of your own box and trying to pass into the midfield because sometimes that just doesn't work, you know, you get the decision ball Decision-making a lot of times with younger players, it, it, it is, you yeah. make dodgy decisions. And, you know, and, and our team on Saturday was, was, was very young. You know, but that's just the way we're in, and you know. But I think if the if the gaffer can get some help anywhere along the line, i.e., you know, experience pros coming in 
then it, it, it definitely benefits us. Okay, let's talk Liverpool. We've got five minutes left. There was uh, what seemed to be a contentious decision in the draw with Aston Villa at the weekend, and that was Suarez earning the penalty <laughs> to make it 2 2. Thoughts, uh, chaps, on Def- that penalty? Definite pen. <laughs> De- yeah. Definite pen and goalkeeper. You sound like Shearer on a match no. of the day. You know, here's the thing it's, it's a pen if the ref says it's a pen, that's the rules of the game. The referee says what the rules are, and that, that, that he's given a pen, so it's a pen. The goalie's made a stupid decision, Steve, and this is what we were talking about, whether it was last week, the week before, about opportunities that the goalkeepers or certain defenders present to forwards to take a hit, to go down. Suarez is going away from goal. His touch was arguably a little bit heavy. He's going nowhere. Guzan flies in. If you're Suarez, like, like his knowledge of the game, he's read the situation gone, in a split second, then that's our top forward yeah. thing. That's running out of play. I'm going to take a little bit of contact. I'll go down and get a penalty. On Don't. a scale of 1 to 10, how much contact was there? Probably ten not. Being, Between Guzan ten and loads Suarez. Of contact ten and one ten being loads of contact. One not like. Pro- you tell me how much pro- contact there was. one. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So, so, so what, you, what you're saying is, look, and I, I'm only playing devil's advocate. Keepers can't touch. Contacts, opposition players. Contacts contact. not at all. No, no not can. in a situation like that. Yeah, not not like that. Because you know like what? That. When a player's running away from, when a striker's running so, away from okay, goal. We're going back to knowledge here, right? And experience. And Suarez has thought the keeper's coming here. Thanks very much. I'm mm. selling you. Touch bang on. As long as he doesn't get the ball, if he Suarez has left his foot in. He has, but he's played for the penalty. You know how many strikers have you spoke to? You know we've talked about Owens, the, the Mellers, every foul. Every striker was, agrees with what you say. Every striker, absolutely. Yeah, so, because you, you're playing for your team as well. All right, people might say it's a dive. A dive is when the keeper well, pulls himself away. No, we're in a dive because he left his foot in and he's tumbled on it. For me. I, I I had to go with the, the defender the other week for the Sterling one because what's he doing trying to do with his right foot? So what's Brad Guzan doing? He knows Suarez is going away from goal. Another five seconds of the defender had got in there to help him. So all he needs to do is stay on his feet and get back in his nets because that's what he is a goalkeeper. Keep the ball out your nets. What are you doing trying to run out with the ball? Trying to run out to get the ball? Surely that's not the question. The question is, is it a foul or not? Yeah. Because he's yeah, you, you can make contact. I mean, I've I've read things on Twitter saying it, it's definitely a penalty. It, it touched him, but that that's not the point, is it? The point is, did he foul him? Yeah, it's a foul. It is yeah, a foul. It, See, you, you know, you're talking about contact. Say it's a corner and Suarez is standing there. Brad Guzan's nudging him, and Suarez is backing into him. They touched each other. It's no penalty. That happens. It's the context of the contact. Yeah. And the contact was Suarez is going away, leaves his foot dangling. Guzan comes and clips his foot. Suarez has got every right to go down. The context of the movement there. Penalty all day. Penalty. Okay, so how would you equate that to what we see week in, week out with Martin Skirtle and the way he defends his six-yard box? And actually, game in, game out, he's got more than a handful of uh, yeah. opposition I'm players. I'm a believer that that's a pen, now, that's a foul. Is, is, is that a worse situation well, than what think, we're seeing there? I think the ball's think so. not sometimes on, on the Skirtle thing, and it, it, it happens to me all the time, get poles shoved. But if the ball's nowhere near me, guess what? For one, the ref's not even looking at you because he's looking at the ball. And for two, he's thinking, well, there's no real contact for a chance of trying to score a goal. If the ball's coming on my head and someone pulls me back, guess what? It's a penalty. Because but if you're nowhere near the ball, then you're it's, near then the it's ball, so fine. He's not even looking at you. Because it happens all the time. Yeah. I, think there was, I think there was an incident yesterday. There was Bode for Swansea. He got pulled. And he's... Mo- oh, sorry. Pushed him in the area, didn't he? Dawson. From a corner, he's coming. He's gone up for the header. And that, to me, is a penalty because he's pushed him. He's going up for the header. Um, what's his name? The centre forward Boulder, Boulder. Uh, Oh Boney Boney Wilfred Boney, Boney. Yeah. And, and Dawson's just pushed his midriff there 
and he's, and he's gone, oh, you know, fell to the floor. That, to me, is a penalty, yeah. because he's actually going to try and compete for the ball. So, it's, as I said, going back to the referees, isn't it? There could be four or five of those grabbing incidents taking place All at the once, time. couldn't there, within, yeah. within the penalty area. But then still, if you, if you try to put it on par and say, which, which is a more obvious penalty, that one... Or what's happened with with Suarez? Suarez is one you see all the time. You see that you'll see that throughout over the throughout the country. You see it given all the time. You see it given all the time. You see them playing for it all the time because I think what the referees will look at is we'll tell your goalkeepers to stay in in his in his six yard box or stay in his nets or his post, stay in that area rather than coming out there. You know, because he can easily, you know, Suarez had took that and turned on it. He probably could have saved it anyway. But he's come gushing out, and Suarez has got there before him. Such penalty. So the other thing as well, for it, well, the box is there Steve. for him to control, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah that's but, why you've got 18 yards. Yeah, but yeah. the net's there to stop him going in the goal, isn't it? The goal there is to stop him, is to stay, keep the footballs out of that goal. Don't become running out. I, do you know what? I wouldn't have my keeper gushing out like that. So you'd have preferred him... I mean, it's easy in hindsight, because Suarez is running away from the goal. But, well, uh, but actually, you prefer to, to, to stay in his six-yard box. Yeah, it's going back to the guy. Like Suarez bet, yeah. get to the dead ball line and do what he does. I'll guarantee you, any money right, his goalkeeper coach, this morning, I'll have had Guzan in and gone, do you know what, He's hardly, you've hardly touched him, but look where you are Mate, on the pitch. Did he forward? Look where you are. Mm. Steve, come on, he's, he's, he's nearly outside the 18 M- yards. More of a penalty than Sterling's, or, or similar? What's the difference, in it? It's a soft penalty. Well, I'd call that a Spanish penalty <laughs> and a Uruguayan penalty. Sangi, <laughs> <laughs> go on, finish it off. I was just going to say, the thing with the scale one, why people can't equate to that being a stonewall penalty. Sterling, Sterling one. Yeah, Sterling. It's because it, no, no ref's given it yet. I'm not, I can't oh, remember. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant Sterling's one. You I'm mean Sterling's one. Yeah. Well, or, or what Sterling does, not Sterling's yeah. one, because he hasn't, he's never been given a penalty. If, if that started to happen, we could start equating that more, well, was it a bad enough pull as against yeah. a, a, a soft pull, if you know what I mean. But because we've never seen that, we see the Suarez one where he tips it past, goes tumbling over a goalie, and everyone's first reaction, I'll guarantee you, when they've seen Suarez do that, would be in their head to go, pen, it's a pen. Yeah. If, if ref started giving the Sterling one, where he's dragging people around and all the rest of it, sooner or later people will be saying, oh, penalty. As soon as they see it, it's going, as though we said, a forward's coming in, Zeko against Scales, Scales ragging him everywhere, it's going on De- Zeko's head, it's going to be a pen all day long. And then we'll start talking about, it wasn't a big enough pull, though. He didn't really impede it. <laughs> so we need that to happen before we can say, we can judge the scale one. But somebody needs to grab him and say, don't, because the first time it happens, refs will be all over you and you've given a pen away. It might only happen once in a season, Steve, but that could be the three points that Liverpool lose to stop them getting in the Champions League. So Scales needs to stop it and start defending properly. Okay. Chap, chap. Who, who, who we, was we, the referee Liverpool is? You see it, Sangi? Yeah. Who was it, Steve? He's a good ref, him, by the way. He's he's one that he can have banter with. He's gone up the leagues, him. To you the know what? Yeah, Moss. Forgotten John, already. Yeah. No, John Moss. John, John Moss, Moss, yeah. yeah nice fella, Yeah, nice fella. And he is, you can have banter with him. And by the way, he's given me a pen like that before today. And <laughs> talking of refs, by the way, I've had a text in. Chris Shuker. Ex Tramir player, now currently a poor veil, the little wizard he is. He needs some stills to be I a ref, though. Right, he's <laughs> getting them boots with blocks in there. Imagine him booking Crouchy. <laughs> <laughs> but Come Shukes, here, look at me. Shukes Don't be looking up, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm look down, down at me. <laughs> <laughs> he's texting, said he'll have a go. 
Uh, being a ref. He wants to be a ref, yeah, so I'm going to speak to In the other county words, FA. Get your money out and get I'm going to sort it with the county <laughs> FA, my mate Davey Orlick and uh, Davey Pugh, and I'm going to get Shooks fast-tracked to be a top ref, and I'm going to be his agent when he's a ref and try and get him the half a million we spoke about. See how far you can get before you get listen, the, the, the red it. card no, on your, your ref run. We're going for it. We're half a million lira. <laughs> okay, if you want to follow these uh, couple of chaps on Twitter, uh, we've got uh, Arlo, I can never remember, 15, Arlo 15, and uh, Sangy Footy Agent, and uh, both great bands. So thanks for listening to us this week. We didn't get a chance to discuss how bad Liverpool were in the first half of their game with Aston Villa, but I'm sure Jim Boardman and, uh, and David Downey will dissect that. Yeah, because uh, we give Everton enough today. Yeah, in the... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of bit- bitterness coming there from Lowy. All right, we'll see you next week. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.